This episode of the Beer Avengers podcast was recorded on October 27th, 2020. Since you're listening on November 9th at the earliest, you may notice a slight disconnect between the world you're experiencing now and the world of less than two weeks ago. It's still the same show with great beers and great conversations, but since the last week has seemed like a year to some of us, this episode may cause you to experience the slight disorientation one feels when entering a time capsule. No huge deal. We just thought you'd appreciate a little context going in. On behalf of myself, Captain Porter Brownstout, and all the Beer Avengers, thank you for listening. And now, without further ado, please enjoy Episode 6. It's the Belgian Babe, Charlie Pumpkin. Well, we're the Beer, 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 Beer Avengers. Beer, 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 Beer Avengers. Beer, 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 Beer Avengers. We're the Beer Avengers. Welcome to the BeerCast, everyone. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Astoria, Queens, I am Captain Porter Brownstout. And I am coming to you from an undisclosed location in Manhattan Town, and I am Hophead Huck, a.k.a. Pale Male, for short. And coming to you from another undisclosed location in Brooklyn, it is I, the Beer Wonder. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm coming to you from a... Uh... An undisclosed location in Woodside in the county of Queens. I am the Belgian babe. And we are the, the Beer Avengers. I think that's honestly the best it's ever been. Yeah, really. We just had to add a fourth to make it really work. <laughs> Thanks, now, those, of you, those of you who've listened, uh, our legion of fans who've been listening to all our podcasts so far, you may have noticed a little thing different in our uh, intro today. Because for the first time in the history of the Beer Avengers podcast, we have a guest Beer Avenger. And that is the Belgian babe. We would like to welcome the Belgian babe. Well, thank you very much. Belgian babe. <laughs> Thanks coming so much. Coming up on today's podcast, we have another theme show coming up. Uh, I think you'll have a pretty easy time guessing what that theme is. <clears throat> We're going to hear uh, a wonderful or- new origin story, which I'm very excited about. And uh, we'll just talk about what's going on with our weekend beer and, and uh, maybe a little bit about the election even. Who knows? Oh, it's funny because this is this is going to be showing up a week after the election has finished. Who knows if the votes will be counted by then? No, they won't uh, be counted, so we don't have to worry about that. Oh, good. I, I guess we get that's a load off my shoulders. <laughs> all right. Well, before we get to all of that, though, of course, we've got to get to the pours. Who wants to start? Oh, who does want to start? I mean, we have a guest, so I feel like it's only <laughs> very good. That's right. That's all right, then. Works for uh, me. Okay. Coming from uh, the nearby location of Montauk. This is the Montauk Pumpkin Ale. Gorgeous. Nice orange can. They always have such simple can art, but it really is lovely. It's a little fuzzy here. Okay, hold on. Bring it a little bit closer so we can get a good look at it. Okay, hold on. (laughs) Trying to not pour it onto the laptop. A little bit higher up, please, because you've got that. Oh, that's great. That's beautiful. Uh, Okay. Nice, Nice, creamy head there. That's Mm -hmm. just, that's beautiful. There you go. It's pretty clear. I feel like I can almost see Mm -hmm. through it. Mm Mm-hmm. Very, and uh, let's see. I, I guess I'll go next since we're, we're since we're going around Long Island. My <clears throat> my beer is a is a pumpkin stout, uh, and it is from Southern Tier. It's the Warlock. No. Oh, classic. Let Beautiful. me just. Uh, 
There we go. And here is our lovely pour. Mm-hmm. Uh, the captain does like a dark wow. beer. And this one continues that tradition in a magic I'm way. I'm nothing if not on brand. Mm-hmm. Now, just note, there is the just the slightest of head on this beer. Just the tiniest, but it's almost yeah. as late, beautifully like tiny bubbles foamy as what the Belgian babe has got for us. Okay. Take it away, Huck. Oh, great. Okay. Well, I, I'm also on brand. I went to the old District 96, my friends in New City. <laughs> and this is called Hello Gorgeous. Ooh. Oh, it's a pumpkin pun. It is a pumpkin pun. It's a pumpkin ale. It's supposed to be based on their IPA recipe. So I'm expecting haziness. Here we go. Oh, no. It's a little clearer than I thought it would be. Looking but very it's still got that gold. It's got a nice haze, though. That bright orange. And of course, always showing up with the glassware. Did you choose that one? It looks like there's a little ghost on the outside there. Yeah, this is the uh, this is my tired hands tattoo. So Beautiful. that's your favorite glass, isn't it? I mean, it's the best to show off a beer. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Oh, go ahead, uh, oh, no. Mr. Oh, Wonder. No. I'm going to pop into uh, joining also the Southern Tier route. Uh, this is their limited uh, cold brew coffee pumpkin imperial pumpkin. Oh, that's a tasty one. Yeah. So I figured this one would be a good one. Also slightly off brand for me, but this is my second week in a row with a dark beer. So there we go. It's not as dark as you might think. I know. I know. <laughs> Always a little disappointed on that one, but here no, we go. No, no, not at all. It's a good beer. Oh, that's pretty. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I would say it's almost a little darker than Hux, but uh, yeah, and ex- uh, extremely the, clear. Yeah, the coffee's pretty subtle in that one. All right, yeah, can everyone. you see your fingers through it? Oh, absolutely. here we go. <laughs> Cheers to us all. Cheers. To the beers. Frost. Now, if you were paying attention to those, uh, we've got a what a Montauk pumpkin. We've got a Southern Tier Warlock pumpkin wow. stout. Mm-hmm. We have the the Southern Tier Pumpkin Coffee, and we have the District ninety six Gorgeous. Hello, gorgeous. We're going to the pumpkin. <laughs> so, um, if it, 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 if you're paying attention, in fact, I, I say the only way you haven't gotten our theme is if you're not paying attention. We're talking about pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> I knew there was a theme here. Oh, Clearly, that's yes. why you yes. told me I had to go out and get something fun. Okay, That's right. Um, it's interesting because you'll be hearing this mid-November. We're recording it end of October. Mm. Um, and the strange thing about this is what we've all noticed about this pumpkin season, because we planned this a little while back. Uh, mm. And and I, I planned my beer a little while ago. Some of the other beer vendors were a little later to the party. And they suddenly realized that oddly in mid-October – it wasn't that easy to find pumpkin beers. It wasn't. No, it was very challenging. Well, you can find those Southern Tier pumpkin beers, but otherwise, and, uh, and uh, Shipyard Pumpkinhead. Yes. Otherwise, they are they are rare these days. Yep. I saw a couple smutties when I was out at my favorite local beer store that still had stuff. And then, of course, um, you know, a lot of the fest beers were continuing to show up. But if you just want pumpkin, it's hard out there. Well, I was talking to the people at Story Beer and Cheese, and they were saying uh, that that because because so many bars are not fully functional right now, that a lot of supermarkets were sort of honing in on their actions for getting a lot of more of the pumpkin stuff that they used to get. Right. Um, in fact, you may remember a few episodes ago, I was talking about how I I, I got my warlock here at Sea Town, mm-hmm. 
I see. Down, I mean, and not not to say they didn't do everything they could to get a lot of great pumpkin beers. The story beer and cheese. I got the 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 smashed pumpkin there. I got the. Uh, I think I got the smutty nose mm-hmm. there, which I think you said you had one of as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got the um, I want the best version of the pumpkin I had this year was probably uh the uh it was in a can mm-hmm. and it was nitro. Oh, lovely. How was that Montauk talk one, Lynn? It's really Don't nice. Oh, very, very, <laughs> uh, very pleasant Frank. and refreshing. Very good. That'd be a, that could be a drinking game for the folks at home. <laughs> Anytime we reveal our not so secret identities. <laughs> that's right. That, then that's, of course, presuming they all know what which ones they are, because occasionally we misdirect. Yes, that's indeed. That's like one time I even one time I even called you Mike. That's hey, fair. It was Jeff. crazy. Remember that? That's really fair, Jeff. Oh, I mean, Phil. Oh. Oh. We're blowing the whole thing. But people are drinking like, oh, oh, we got to keep drinking. So, um, Belgian babe, we go, I won't, we need to hear the whole report on this beer. How, okay. What's it tasting like? What are you liking? Well, I'm going to be honest. This is not the first time I've had it in the last few days. Um, okay. I purchased it a couple of days ago, and I thought it was only right to, to give it a taste and see, you know, kind of prepare for today's podcast. So uh, the first one I had, I thought, okay, it's kind of lightly flavored. It's only a, uh, trying to find the ABV on it, uh, 5.7. And, you know, I was talking with the captain about the fact that there's a difference between pumpkin ales and the other end of the pumpkin imperial stout. So, you know, if I go into it expecting an imperial stout, I'm going to find it, you know, thinner and something. And, uh, so I, I did notice that, you know, this is certainly one I can drink with a meal um, as opposed to a stout, which I would consider more of like a dessert beer that I could drink, you know, standing on its own. So um, so it does have, though, those those nice uh, pumpkin spice flavors, that little bit of nutmeg and cinnamon in it and a really nice finish to it as well. Because a lot of pumpkin beers are not made with pumpkin. They're just made with the pumpkin spices. Right. Yes. right. In fact, there is a distinction from the Brewers Association between the pumpkin squash beer and the pumpkin spice beer. So Interesting. To be, oh. to be a pumpkin squash beer, you actually have to have some sort of gourd in there. Yeah. Um, where to be a pumpkin spice beer, you don't necessarily have to have the gourd. You just have to have the spices. This is definitely a squash beer. I mean, I taste it. <laughs> It I looks like a squash pumpkin. beer. Yeah, it looks like a squash beer. When you when you can actually taste, like you just, if you're tasting nutmeg, but I could taste a pumpkin in this thing. Mm-hmm. It's wild. And that, that's <laughs> remarkable. It's, it's funny because so much of what our brain has been trained to think is pumpkin is the pumpkin spices. Exactly. Uh, mm-hmm. To the point where I, I have a hard time. I mean, I, I, get, I guess the thing is like if, if, you're, if you're consciously trying, because I honestly, I I don't know if I necessarily taste that much pumpkin in here. I really like this beer, mm-hmm. uh, but I uh, and and even the ones that I like the best that I've had that I I, I remember the first time I had Southern Tier Pumpkin was maybe close to ten years ago, um, and uh, and I remember thinking this tastes like a slice of pumpkin pie in a glass. Mm. Right, and that's that. That's that. never a bad thing. <laughs> And I, I will say that not every one of their, I think they tweak the formula a little bit. And some of the years it hasn't been quite as good as that. Uh, but it, when I had it on draft this year, a few weeks ago to story of beer and cheese, it was great. Uh, and, and uh, like I said, that uh, the nitro in a can, fantastic. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. I, I have a qu query for you guys, and I don't know if it's an appropriate time to ask, but and I know that you will at some point probably discuss cans versus bottles and so forth. But I had um, the second Montauk today with my lunch. And right now, as you can see, I have today's pour in a pint glass. But earlier today, I used the tulip glass. Mm, and I don't know okay. if it was just my imagination, but I felt like some of those flavors were more pronounced when I use the other glass. So I'm thinking, you know, as one does a white wine glass versus a red wine glass and where things fall in your palate, I don't know if that's the case with various beer glasses or not. But I know Beer Wonder has a lot of knowledge in this. Field. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, BW, you want to field that one? Well, so here's the, what we're trying to get with a beer. What you're trying to do is get aromas into your nose because smell is 60% of taste, which is why we generally want to be, drink our beers out of uh, out of a glass yeah. so that we get those aromas, unless the beer really stinks, in which case you probably don't want to smell it. Um, <laughs> so so all, anything that helps to concentrate those aromas in the top of the glass is going to be really good for you. So sort of like that tulip glass or Huck's gorgeous, just mm. absolutely gorgeous glass here. You see that it's got that ring to it on the top. It kind of centering yep. the aromas there, which is going to help uh, us give it a sniff. If you've got just a pint glass like I'm drinking out of today, um, that's not great for aroma retention, but it's great for stacking. So if you're working that's at a right. bar, it's a good way right. to keep things going. That's why it's so popular. Huck's got a glorious collection, though, of, uh, of glassware. Do you feel a difference when you're mixing and matching with those? Yeah, I do. I do. I'll put a pilsner in a, in a pilsner glass, and it will it will retain the uh, the carbonation better. And you know, when you like you said in the tulip glass, I actually prefer the tulip glass to the teku. I just think the teku has a is it makes it a little prettier. And I think that's why they made the teku is all all about uh, presentation. Yeah. It, like you said, the the top helps you get the aromas, but I think it's it's about seeing it and getting the perfect Instagram photo. <laughs> Exactly. Well, yeah, tulip is my favorite as well. But that's part um, of the experience is 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 seeing it and and the anticipation of having it as well as mm -hmm. actually drinking it, the aroma, everything. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, I, I I do drink uh, most of my beers out of my Astoria beer and cheese tulip glass, and it was kind of funny because I know a lot of the the pictures we take on Instagram, I have that logo pretty clear. Uh, and 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 a, a couple of weeks ago, we did an episode where. Uh, Beer Wonder took a picture of me, uh, how to take a beer fee. And I guess I obscured the, the logo a little bit and I was there yesterday and, uh, and, and Rick White, the owner, uh, took me to task for that. I said, you know, if you're going to oh, hold yeah. it up, make sure the logo is clear. <laughs> I said, oh, you don't, you never mentioned all the times I showed it up and it, 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 it was perfectly there, but no, the, you noticed the one time. <laughs> Um, reminding us, uh, uh, if you are not already following us on Instagram, where can we be found on Instagram, Captain? Very easy. The Beer Ventures. Uh, it's at The Beer at Ventures. The Beer Ventures. Um, same thing with Twitter. There you go. Um, so so we were talking, this beer here, the aromas for me, while they're not quite as concentrated as I would like, I definitely get the pumpkin spice out of it, but I do get a nice hit of the coffee. And you're oh. right, Captain. It's been a minute since I've had one of these guys, but I did look them up. They're using a blonde roast coffee, so it doesn't have that intense graininess that you might. Or that, it's pretty like, subtle. It's very subtle. So it's got that sort of young coffee feel to it that's complemented very nicely by some of those... Um, pumpkin-y spices that we're looking for. Uh, I don't know how much of the gourd I get in there, although I know it is made with some pumpkin. Um, it's definitely more spice for me. And it also hits hard. It's an 8.6% beer. So, so yeah, so is uh, that seems to be the, I mean, technically Warlock is, it's basically a stout version of the pumpkin. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and that seems to be what all pretty much all of them lock in at. So they're, I, I mean, actually, this is technically an imperial pumpkin stout. I think the, the pumpkin, all the pumpkins are considered imperial stouts, uh, along with one of my very favorites that I had some of earlier this year and can't find it now is Schlafly. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. They're one that was of the a, very best ones. That one I did see at my local beer store. Uh, should have picked that one up for you. I'll see if and, I'll uh, back and see if I can get some. And there, there, uh, there are a couple more things uh, that I think are interesting, but I want to circle back a little bit to how silly it is, how controversy is almost the wrong word. Yeah. Because sometimes if something is something people want to make fun of, then ultimately that ratchets up to controversy. Pumpkin is Pumpkin beer is not controversial, but it is something people like to make fun of. And I think it's mostly people who've never tasted it. Oh, very true. And yeah, there's such variety in pumpkin beers. I mean, if you were to, to just look at the, the four beers that we have, they, they all have exactly very yeah. different tastes. So there's a lot, you know, to there. But but, you know, our, our friends at, at uh, Starbucks have created the pumpkin spice latte, which is the punching badge of, bag of the season. And so naturally it's an extension of that, isn't it? it, it yeah, it just right over. Right. Uh, the idea that like uh, the, the, that. Uh, well, it's funny because a lot of it is an extension of that. And the idea that for whatever reason, Pumpkin spice, everything is just something that is considered to be that belonging to. I, I, I'm going to go out of 2020 because I feel like the Karens have really taken the heat off the Beckys a lot. But uh, <laughs> uh, because ultimately it's like it's it's what it's your basic Becky likes her pumpkin spice. Right, 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 right. Which was which was became to such an extreme that there was a one that I, I thought I might still have one left in my refrigerator. I drank all of them, though. I was saving them for a while. Prairie out of Oklahoma, which is one of my favorite breweries of all time. uh, They had a pumpkin spice stout called Basic Becky. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that was incredible. Really fantastic. Incredibly good. We had it on draft at the bar. Yeah. Really good. Basic Becky was a big winner. Big winner. Wow, so you, yeah, you, you flashed me back to drinking that. I'm like, yes, yes. And well, and it's funny that that uh, that Warlock was the only pumpkin stout I could find this year. It's it's one of those things that I mean I realize that I'm locked into my tastes and they don't necessarily mirror the trends. But every once in a while you see a few more. Um, in fact, the first one I had I think was from Cape Ann. Uh, well, the name of it they're called Fisherman Fisherman's Brewing at a Cape Ann. Yeah, uh, and uh, they have a relationship with Barcade. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they seem to always have some some fishermen. They always have the 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 pumpkin stout there. So yeah. So and I, it's 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 silly to say, oh wow, oh, yeah, I've never tried a pumpkin beer and I don't plan to. You know, that's that's sort of it's just the it's, well, those it's same those, those same beer snobs, myself included, at some point were like, <laughs> I'm not going to eat. I'm not going to drink some fruit beer, right. <laughs> some beer with fruit blueberries in it. And now today it's like the beer snobs are like, you got to have this six fruit sour Berliner Weiss, you know? So <laughs> it's like every, the taste change. And this year pumpkin's not as big, but five years from now, it might be a pumpkin, uh, a big, a big thing right now. Like a lot of the craft breweries are releasing Marzins, uh, Oktoberfest beers. Ooh. Like everyone's got one this year. Yep. But no one has a pumpkin. I mean, a few have pumpkin. District, District 96, this was an outlier locally. I, I, I'm only really speaking for the New England, New York area. Yeah. Uh, but 
yeah, the, the, those smaller craft breweries just aren't, they're just not making them this year. And yeah. I, I, actually, I think, yeah, maybe they're not as much. I also think that the ones that are, I think they kind of just shot their wad early. Yes. Uh, I, I was talking to someone at, uh, again, I, this is my, my, my favorite unpaid sponsor, Story Beer and Cheese. Uh, they, uh, I was talking to the guy who worked there yesterday and he, and he, his idea was not only is because they released it early, but because what we're dealing with in 2020 is so we want to move past things. Yeah. The idea that, okay, here's, here's the sign of fall. And I hope that fall will be better than it's been this summer. So let's all snatch up all the pumpkin beer as soon as it's there, because that'll make us feel like we're moving forward. <laughs> oh, that, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, take. Yeah. I like that. And, and, and whether or not it's true, it's uh it, it, it may be part of it. I don't know. Well, I think a lot of the pumpkin beers that we're talking about today, Southern Tier, mm-hmm. Pumpkinhead, like six years ago, five years ago, it was pumpkin crazy. Everybody made a pumpkin beer. Oh, for sure. And now today- And some of them weren't great. Yeah, some of them weren't great. Which is probably another thing that drives the people, that drives the haters as well. Yes. yes. If they had, if the one they tried sucked, yeah. they're sure. going to say, oh, all well, pumpkin beer sucks. Mm-hmm. But the well, idea being that now it's those same breweries, Southern Tier, uh, uh, Post Road from Brooklyn. It's those those breweries are still making the same beer. So yeah. all your craft people are are like, well, that's so five years ago, you know. So yeah. in another five years, it'll be like, look at all the pumpkin beers we're making. I promise you. Now, well, Belgian I, Babe, I believe you were one of the first people to introduce me to to a pumpkin beer, just sort of in really? general. Yeah. So, cause I know oh. you've had a, a long and sort of abiding relationship with pumpkin beer. Right. Um, and in fact, uh, you know, I know you've spoken fondly of the pony bar and our yes. pony bar lists. And as, as we were just saying, you know, some of them are different than others. And so I discovered that, yes, I really like pumpkin beers, but I don't like all pumpkin beers equally. So I started my own, subset my own spreadsheet which unfortunately has been lost in a tragic technology blackout accident but it was strictly pumpkin beers because Mm -hmm. october well now august would roll around again and i'd look at the list and say do i like that one did i on a scale of one to ten where does it fall do i really want to order that or do i want to order something else today so yeah there's really quite a range there so historically the pumpkin uh, beer is something that we've been doing in North America since colonial times. They have pumpkin beers really? going that far back. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. And they be, the reason being is that that's what was grown. If you, I mean, in New England, in the just in the Northeast in general, in the fall, there's not a lot of things that grow. But one of the things that does yeah. is pumpkins, and they grow like crazy. You know, they'll grow in the wild. So they had a lot of pumpkins and they, you know, weren't, they didn't quite have a, a grasp on how to do everything yet. So they were making beer out of pumpkins. So yeah. what you're saying is by, by the, the resurgence of pumpkin beer is not just hitting a trend. It is actually yet another chapter in reclaiming our lost heritage of beer making that was destroyed during prohibition. Yeah. Yeah. It, it yeah. really is. And it's very American because I think pumpkins are pretty much a I mean, I might be talking out my ass, but it's a North American crop. Am I wrong about that? I, I, Are they grow them in well, Europe? I forgot to do that research on European pumpkins. 
But I believe primarily the southern United States, parts of the northern United States, Mexico. It sounds like North America tends to be our uh, our, our, our top spot pumpkin for them. producers. Yes, says pumpkin. says our Lord Google. Now the uh, the the very first brewery, the one that that claims that they made the first craft pumpkin ale, is a brewery called Buffalo Bills, out of Hayward, California, in huh. 1985, and the brewer said that he. He was reading the the uh, letters and works of George Washington, mm-hmm. and George Washington had a pumpkin beer recipe, <gasps> and that's what uh, Buffalo Bills based it on in the eighties, and uh, and then it it just blew up from there. You know where well, it's great that we get yet another positive thing to put in, uh, and like our pros and cons uh, things about George Washington, yet another thing to counterbalance his owning slaves. <laughs> That's right. That's right. It's a counter. He owns slaves. He owns but slaves, hey, but he, but he, he made pumpkin beer. beer. <laughs> I don't. I, oh gosh, this is yeah. No hard pass. Black Lives Matter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that little exchange up up until Black Lives Matter was what's known as satire. In case anyone is keeping score, don't worry. That we'll just edit that out. Sure, we will. <laughs> yeah. But but my understanding, Huck, and you correct me if I'm wrong, is that really what they were just doing is they were just fermenting the pumpkin. Like they were right, just sort of right. letting it rot a little bit. It wasn't the kind of process that, that would be go, ha- happening at District 96 where they're adding grain and they're using malt and hops and all malt the things and that hops. we traditionally yeah, They weren't really about using it. that, yeah. It was a pumpkin. I have a feeling. I have a feeling that things rotting is probably how fermentation was actually discovered and developed. Right? right. Someone accidentally left something lying around and said, "Hey, maybe I can do something with this." Yep, that's exactly right. That is the history of humanity, just in general. We screw it up, and then either taste it and decide that it's great, or die. Great. And, if, and ideally, if it tastes yeah. great, we just keep yeah. doing more of it. If you didn't die, it's a success. Yes, that is uh, that 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 you survived that level of of natural selection. So my my Google team over here at the house is telling me that it's uh, that pumpkins are origin originated from Mexico. Oh. Okay, so North America still fits there. Yeah. North America. Yep. Wow. I wasn't. I wasn't. I, I was enjoying. Uh, sorry, that this morning a friend of ours, uh, a non beer vendor friend, posted that she and her husband were at a place this weekend called the Lorelli Beer Garden. I don't know if any of you is acquainted with it, but yeah. they were in fact serving pumpkin beer out of an actual pumpkin. Oh, they have repurposed oh. this pumpkin into a decanter <laughs> <laughs> and she was all about it. So she oh. actually said, getting back to something that was said earlier, drinking pumpkin beer out of an actual pumpkin melts my basic bitch heart. So there we go. There we go. <laughs> and now I, I want to go to there and do that myself. I, th- I think that is a, a perfect uh, example to close out the uh, to, to close out the the pumpkin chapter and to move on to our next topic, which is uh, as we mentioned before, we have a, a new guest beer vendor here who has uh, has yet to tell you her origin story. So without further ado, <laughs> origin <ahead>. stories. <laughs> now I present to you the origin story of the Belgian babe. Well, thank you very much. Um, I was a small child. Uh, no, actually. <laughs> Wait a minute. Are you yeah. just cribbing this from the uh, jerk? No, no. <laughs> not officially. Um, no, and not to get my parents in trouble or anything. No, actually, my, my first beer memories are of uh, my father and neighbor drinking Budweiser. 
sometimes in our yard, some, sometimes in theirs. And so, you know, occasionally going over with my brother and asking for a sip or being given a sip and, you know, making that awful face and, and, uh, and thinking that that's what beer was. And I'm sure, you know, as a child, it wouldn't have appealed to me anyway, but, but growing up, that was really my only experience of it. And, uh, and then later on, uh, I was telling the captain, I was with friends. We went to Cape Cod for a weekend and I was, I think, you know, 18, senior year in high school or something. And we took a bike ride on the 4th of July on the Cape Cod Rail Trail. And we were having such a good time that we said, let's go a little farther. Okay, you up for it? Let's go. And we got to the end. And uh, Hawk, you'll know this. We were started out in East Ham and we ended up in South Dennis. And we, somebody said, no, no, it can't be. And we looked at the map and we'd gone, I believe, a full 25 miles. Wow. And so the only way getting home was 25 miles back. So Oof. when we got back, our friend's aunt, who was leading this excursion, said, well, you've all worked hard here. Have a beer. And <laughs> what she handed us was Coors Light. And so that became my beer of choice for the next decade or more. Anytime I needed to drink beer, because I still thought, nope, I don't like beer. Um, you know, and, and going on to college, you know, wine coolers were big then, the Bartles and James. So I moved on to wine coolers. And then, um, boy, I wonder you were talking about wine. And I didn't get to backpack through Europe with it. But I, you know, but that became, you know, wine or cocktails were my drinks of choice. And, you know, I don't like beer was kind of the mantra. Um, and so then, you know, I certainly had my share of beverages between then and 2010, but, um, 2010 is when I had my inaugural visit to our beloved pony bar. And, it? you know, it was, it was definitely educational. In fact, I was looking earlier today because I know I still have one of their menus somewhere because you would walk in there and think, oh, what do I want? And there, and I actually looked up their website right now. And there's a description of what's in the beer. And I learned that beer is kind of like the spectrum on a, you know, a folding fan. And what I know now is that I don't enjoy hoppy beers as much as I enjoy the more malty porter and stouts. I mean, it also going to several breweries and getting the tour about how they make the beer has also been part of that education. Um, so now if I go to the Pony Bar or any bar, and I see that it's an IPA. I kind of think, okay, what else do you have? Um, you know, and I'm looking. I'm looking at Pony's um, online menu right now, and they're talking about, you know, a Brooklyn Lager that has a caramel forward amber lager with a refreshing dry hopped aroma. Okay, so that's great information. Or the Harpoon Winter Warmer that has an aroma of cinnamon and a smooth medium bodied ale spiced with cinnamon and nutmeg, which is right in my wheelhouse. You know, is, with the spices. So. Um, you know, going to the going to the pony was definitely educational. And then uh, Pony sponsored a trip to the Stouts Brewery in Pennsylvania, which I highly recommend people visit. It's the pint glass that I'm using. Um, and on the bus to Stouts, they were serving the Allagash White. I tried that a couple times right there. On yeah, the, right on there, the right there on the bus. The uh, mm. and if, Ithaca Apricot and Allagash White. And I I took a sip of the Allagash White and said. I think there's nutmeg in this, you know, like I'm tasting like I'm in the bakery or in the kitchen or something. And, mm -hmm. you know, this is beer. Like it's, I, it, you know, my, my horizons really expanded. And so now um, I'm more willing to try different things. I know that I like piney hops. 
as opposed to other different kinds of hops. So those those are smoother for me. Um, you all have introduced me to the hazy IPAs, which mm. you know I know they're they're not to be feared and they're they're to be explored uh, because they are smoother to me than a regular IPA. Um, so it's just continues to be an ongoing educational experience, and um, you know I look forward to going back to school when we are all uh, able to do so and gather together. So. I, uh, I, I want to chime in a little on uh, some of the, because I was there for both your inaugural uh, yep. visit to the pony, as well as the bus ride you were talking about. Um, and you bring up something that I think is, as much as we've talked about the pony, I don't think we're taught, we've talked about how they have the gold standard when it comes to menus. And mm-hmm. I, thought, I think it's really great that you mentioned that, is the idea that like, if you're, anytime you take someone new to the pony, which we were both new to the pony at the same yep. time. Uh, but anytime you t- it's all a little overwhelming because they'd never been in a bar like that before. Right. And, and you could explain it to them and, and sometimes you'd have to help them and maybe even order their first beer is, as you said, I did for you, uh, uh, beer wonder. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but it doesn't take, it doesn't take much of a learning curve to figure out like, okay, this is how this works. And they, I, 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 I they're probably not doing it anymore. They're probably doing it with looking at it on your phone. But every day they would print the new menus mm-hmm. yeah. because since they had yes. those rotating taps, they'd print yeah. the menus and every beer, it was like a two-sided menu of 20 beers and every beer would yep. have like a one or two sentence description. Yeah. Yep. Yep. There is a sort of a version of that on their website now these days. So, which is nice. Uh, yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then yep. also probably to be green and, and because, so people aren't touching the same things all the time. Exactly. They probably yep. have have alternate ways, but it's, they probably still apply the same standards. Right. Right. So yes, I've gone from, I don't like beer to let me bring you to the pony bar and introduce you to some of my favorites. So it's been a, it's been an enjoyable journey for sure. And Belgian babe, you said something that really resonated with me. You said beer is not to be feared. It is to be explored. And mm-hmm. I feel like right, that's, right. That, 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 that's really sort of the, the shift that happens, mm-hmm. I feel like with so many of us beer drinkers, right? We yeah. start off because you and I were very similar and that we just thought it was Yes, didn't you? You were the one talking about the aroma of it. At one of the last podcasts about the odor exactly. of it just turned you off completely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah the aroma the dorm really... that smelled like stale rolling rock. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but once you get over that, and once you realize that it is an exploration, I always joke with people that it is. It's not. You know, the the beer journey is the beer journey of life. It's never a mm-hmm. destination, and it always gets more complicated. And the the further out you get, and and the more you nerd out about things, the more different layers of this you're going to try. And that's mm-hmm. going back to Hop talking about no one's ever going to tra- take a fruited sour until they're now taking one with seven in it. Someone said, <laughs> right, oh, right. <laughs> what am I going to do with a pumpkin beer until I now have to have the pumpkin every year, you know? Right. That that sort right. of discursive quality is, is what's really magical yep. about diving in a little bit more yeah. fully. Well, and I was talking with the captain earlier about, you know, I, I don't know what we'll go back to, um, but in the before times, one of the nice things, and I know you guys have talked about uh, are some of our favorite bartenders. And mm-hmm. one of the reasons that some of them have been my favorites is that they've been very patient with me saying, can I try this one? Or, oh, you know what? That's not what I thought it would be. Can I try the other the other two? And and just getting little samples of a beer um, and then making your choice is, is always great when you have a bartender that's, you know, willing to give you a couple of tries, but I'm not sure, you know, how that will be, uh, going forward, but, but yeah, it is nice to explore true. and, you know, get the samples. I gotta say, Susan, you're so good at not revealing the identities 
Oh, snap. Oh, sorry, Sue. Oh, I did twice. Oh, forget it. Uh, Jimmy, why'd you do that? Come on, guys. It's Sharon, okay? It's Sharon. Yeah. Sharon, Sharon, like, okay. Uh, well, right. Belgian babe as a name. Obviously, mm-hmm. we get where ah. the babe part comes from. <laughs> but the Belgian. That's a really good thing to say. The first woman we ever have on our podcast we is get to it. go there. We get it, darling. Well, we well there's no it. video. You have to tell the people the truth. You yeah, know? right. That's fair. You gotta, you know. It's not sexist if it's true. That's <laughs> right. That's right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a that's a bumper sticker. You can fix this in post. It's all good. Oh, <laughs> it's all good. I, I fear for the captain's week as he edits out all of this true. glory. Oh boy! Yes, because yeah. you know what a fierce editor I am. Exactly. But Belgian babe, yeah, we're yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, uh, yeah no, so the bel- the bel- the Belgian part, I believe, um, stems from that Allagash white and that taste of spices and and so forth and. You know, through further exploration, I've discovered that I really enjoy the Belgian style beers. You know, mm. where, where if I see if I anytime I see nutmeg, coriander, cinnamon in a description, mm. I'm like, okay, got to be trying that one. So, nice. um, you know, and again, I, to me, what's interesting, whether it's the Belgians or the pumpkins um, or whichever subset, they are also on a spectrum of like we say that we have the four pumpkins today, and and we run from you know a a lighter lager type to a, an imperial stout. So with the Belgians, you know, you have your doubles, your triples and so forth. So it's always right. nice to explore that. Um, you know, the farmhouses, the saisons, I feel like they have some of the same flavor palettes for me. So mm. it's just, um, it's a, a style of flavor that I tend to gravitate toward. If that's an option, that's always, you know, okay, <laughs> let's put a check mark next to that one. I might get that one. Um, I don't, I'm rarely disappointed if I choose a Belgian pour. There you go. Yep. Well, that, uh, well, that is a wonderful story. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. And, babe. and uh, as, as we segue to a final segment of our show, I have realized that I'm empty. So I'm going to make this for me, a two beer show. Oh and my I'll be goodness. Right back. So, so keep the conversation going and I will be back with an exciting beer that I'll be trying for the first time. Wow. wow. Always exciting when we get a two beer show. I'll be honest. It's it's uh, a yeah. it's good time. So so Belgian Babe, um, we usually like to talk about what we did this week in beer. So did you have anything oh. particularly notable that happened to you this week? In beer? Okay. I don't know if this counts. It's a little bit of a tangent, but I, I wanted to bring it up anyway. Are you aware that uh, Southern Tier is now creating a pumpkin whiskey. Ooh. And I feel like I I became aware of that this week and I feel I must find it. So it's a corn whiskey, Mm. but it's a pumpkin whiskey. So Mm. that bears uh, investigating. You got to keep an eye out for that. Yes. All right. So what I have here, this is, might even call it an abomination. Oh dear. Oh boy. Because it's from Abomination Brewing. Oh, there we go. I was going to say, that's a brewery. The Forbidden Pumpkin, yes. Forbidden Pumpkin. Beautiful. Uh, and this is this is a genre. Speaking of all the different genres we talked about with pumpkins, yes. in that lengthy pumpkin discussion, I don't think I had before seen something described this way. An imperial milkshake-style IPA. Oh. Wow. There's a lot going on there. And it is Very a, exciting. This is made by our, well, it's made by by Abomination, but is also uh, it's an association with our friends at Twelve Percent, right? 
Of course. Uh, they have in Connecticut. So let's just, here's a little, lovely little sound of that can. There we oh, go. Oh, that That's... sound, right? Oh, it's just. And just someone a... get the screenshots ready here. You got All it. Right. Oh, I see. Yeah, I don't know how to do that. Uh, now, see, this one is, oh. is I see the milkshake because wow. I cannot see through it. It is oh. absolutely hiding the captain's identity. Yeah, yeah it has that hazy it IPA has, look to it, doesn't it? It really does, yeah. That's what I, I expected. Even, I can even smell that it has that. That's what I expected from mine, but yeah. But yeah. There, uh, there yeah. it is. It oh, almost looks logo interesting. Wow. <laughs> I'm glad that Rick is listening. That's you know that's. Good. I don't know that he's listening. I think he just saw the picture. So oh. I said, okay, take a look at the rest of our Instagram feed, and you'll see plenty of pictures of your glass with beers that I didn't even buy there, but I'm showing your logo yeah, that, to the yeah. my vast uh, army of uh, of Instagram followers. Sure. I think we're in low triple digits. So uh, you know, all 113 of people who are following us on Instagram, not all of them got to see your logo, Rick. <laughs> Well, in beer news, there's a new brewer. Well, as you know, if you're a listener of the Beer Avengers podcast, we're we're pretty New York centric here. Uh, Just so a tad. We love New York, and you know, drink local, eat local. That's that's uh, that's what we're going for. There's a new brewery in Chinatown. Ooh. Oh yeah. Oh, have you heard about this? No. Mm-hmm. Tell us about it. I, I mean, I haven't gone, but it's called That Which Ails You. <laughs> and witch is spelled like like the wit like a like a wicked witch. So Happy it's, Halloween! It's a it's it's appropriately themed at this time of year. Uh, I don't know much about it, but uh, it, I'm intrigued because I for somebody to open a nano brewery down in in downtown Manhattan. I mean, that's wow! Right now, especially it could when, just be in a loft uh, yeah. apartment somewhere. <laughs> Well, I've seen the the pictures. It's on. It is on the street okay. level. It's a real place you can go in and have a beer. Wow! I, I, yeah, we got to make a trip. That which ails you mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. in downtown Manhattan. Manhattan. They have opened the Torch and Crown Brew Pub. Oh, I saw that. Yes, they, they finally did. Mm-hmm. They they made a big announcement about that. They opened this weekend, and great brewery. They do a great job with. Hazy IPAs and loggers, mm-hmm. and they're they're a really nice uh, brewery, and so that's a trek. You know, we gotta we gotta go to both these places someday. I mean, that's Absolutely. a that's a that's a definite afternoon. I feel like in in our in our mysterious city. Exactly. Yeah, I've, uh, I've 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 done a few nice solo trips in the last uh, week or so. I, uh, I I biked out to uh, Big Alice which we have some news about in a second, but I mostly want to talk about them because I biked out there. Uh, Huck mentioned that, that we have a focus on, uh, on, on, on local. And uh, pretty soon I think I'm going to try and start alternating local versus other ones because I've been getting a lot of out of state beers that I am waiting for an opportunity to share them. So I'm going to do that, but I'm going to try and make things at least 50% local. And one of my next ones going to be once we're done with these theme shows uh, is they have a new Imperial stout, aged in uh in 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 rye uh barrels mm. and it's called anarchist jurisdiction oh oh makes perfect and we'll sense. explain that more on the show where where we have it on some of you who are listening know what that means uh but we'll save the explanation for for the show itself but just let's just say that that fits with our 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 
I hesitate to say mission statement, but I will anyway. Uh, our 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 plan to have have a show that is not political, but not apolitical. And when social issues intersect with the beer world, we're more than happy to highlight it. We are not afraid. No, no. We're in mm-hmm. fact we're eager. Yes. Uh, well, and, and let's be honest: in our lovely anarchist jurisdiction, for the moment, the beer Avengers are working hard to just drink our beer and <laughs> take care of everything. Yes, yes, we are. And mm-hmm. I, uh, I voted yesterday. Oh, yes. congratulations! Thank you. I tried to vote I, uh, on Sunday. It was too, there was too many people. As we mentioned earlier, it's going to be uh, well. That's why I went on a Monday, Huck. How was it? A rainy Monday. I, I was out of, in and out of there in less than an hour. Oh, I might try it tomorrow. Uh, these 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 stories are a little going to be out of date, and hopefully completely irrelevant by the time uh, this mm-hmm. this drops. Yeah. Um. But uh. But I'm it was it was it was exciting to to go out and do that. This is only the third time we've had early voting in New York. So yeah, it's the first time. Exciting to participate in something. It's the first time I had done it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, so Big Alice. That's the one to look forward to. Um, and then today I found myself with a window, uh, before the podcast that I, I had a couple of hours. So I said, what, what better time to go out on a 10 mile bike ride and come home with this. What on earth? Southern tier pumpkin whiskey. This is the pumpkin whiskey you were just talking about. Oh, look at that. Wow. I'll be over in about an hour. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Very I think important. I, 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 wow. We don't talk a lot about our personal lives and identities here, but uh, yes, Belgian Babe is one of the few people that I do not practice social distancing with. That's hey We'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking very of nice. Big Alice, which is in more your neck of the woods, uh, Huck did have some fun news about them, and given we've talked about them so much, I think it is worth acknowledging. Yeah. That they. Well, that they if you have the information, please. Uh, yeah. Gotcha. So they. Um, uh, for the at the GABF, the um, which is the the festival that is uh, the festival that's run by our our brewers association. Is it the Great American Beer Festival or is yes. it uh, Great American Beer Festival? Yep, um, it is. Uh, they received Small Brewing Company of the Year, so that's one thousand to one uh, to fourteen thousand nine hundred ninety nine barrels produced. Uh, they were our the the winner for this year. Which is exciting to, to be able really to represent exciting. for a Queens that, Brewery. That's really great. Yeah. yeah. In such a big country with so many breweries, the mm-hmm. best small brewery. But I can world. ride a bike to the best one. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. really great. And I can, uh, it, I know I've mentioned them on pre- multiple previous episodes, but Gun Hill, uh, I said it right again, rather than mm-hmm. saying the name of a beer that I like there. Uh, Gun Hill beer, some the awards there too. I don't, I don't know what they are. Uh, but I saw, I just saw that they posted something on Instagram that they won a bunch of awards, uh, and not for the first time. Yeah. That's what we mentioned before about how Gun Hill right out of the gate in their first year, I think won some awards from them. So mm-hmm. I'm going to open another beer too. Oh, what are you opening? I mean, I'm breaking the pumpkin rule, but this is called Cadence. It's a Hellas lager from Hudson Valley Brewery. Oh, pretty Ooh. can. And Hudson Valley is known for their sour IPAs. And they, yeah. are, they are absolutely the kings of it. And I think they're the king of lagers. They make amazing lagers. Yeah. They do indeed. Amazing. And that look was, at that one. That is so goldeny and yeah. straw and course perfect my, right there. My, That's pretty. In my pony glass. Yeah, you can see through it, but uh, yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a very light looking Hellas. Like, mm-hmm. but I don't, and Hellas lager is not my favorite style, but they are crushing it. They are yeah. just very nice. it. I love what they're doing. 
And well, I, not everybody's it, on board. Like they, they don't sell I enemies. Know. I'm like, what are you talking about? They're so good. Well, I, I wanted uh, to throw oh, in yeah, for fine. one more set of our friends this week. Um, because in, in, in my week in beer, in addition to to high fiving our friends over at Big Alice virtually, and I know it's a few weeks old, but it's it's always good to to give them some love. Um I went to go visit uh, our friends at St. I've always said Gambrinus, but I believe the captain says Gambrinus. Yes. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I think that I would have said Gambrinus, but it's funny when it, when it's come up a couple times before. I wanted to share part of our story, our mutual story mm-hmm. about our first visit there. But yes, finish your story, and I will I will mention that because they had one of my favorite things ever. Yeah, well, I just I swung by because again, being the representative from the the borough of Brooklyn in our undisclosed location, I figured it was good to just check in and see how they were doing. Yeah. And and I was thrilled. They have both front and they have back area and front area seating, so you can absolutely go and have a beer there uh, in a really comfortable environment. They're doing a brisk can sales. They're keeping great social distancing, and their selection continues to be just off the charts. I was also really thrilled wow. that they've got all their doors open and air blowing. So if if you're looking to go and support a small local business that is is taking care of you know the beer community and you happen to be in Brooklyn, um, they're doing it right and their selection is continues to be just the tops. So go there, grab some to take home, have a beer while you're on site. Um, tell them the beer vendor sent you. When I went there for the first time, which I think was also your first time there, it was uh, yes, was, it was on the passport, and uh, one of the categories we were coming up with was. It was really great how, because on the passport, some had a free beer, some would have a flight. They did allow us to have a flight there. Um, and they probably had the most, they had definitely had the best found object flight server. Oh, yes, for sure. They oh, my goodness. A fl- they served their flights in a muffin tin. Yes, I've had that. Yeah. And I thought that was just the most, the smartest thing I'd ever seen. I should apply Sadly, for a I- job there. I didn't, I didn't get it, but. Yeah, they're Maybe lost. They're the <laughs> uh, and I, I do want to say, make sure I say this. Uh, I have a few other things I could mention. One thing I definitely want to mention is to uh, I'm not going to pour one out because I don't like to waste beer. <laughs> right. Uh, but uh, I will metaphorically pour one out for McKellar NYC and Rattle and Hum. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We lost, yeah. Uh, yeah. Here in New yeah. York City, we lost two bars. The 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 positives side of that is McKellar is still in existence. It's just their New York location that yeah. can't yeah. survive anymore. I, I I can't help wondering if it must be that like that City Field wouldn't give them a break on the rent because if, if because if they would give them a break on the rent, I would think that they could survive as a brewery alone. If you because they, I mean, it, if you don't know, McKellar was in City Field, the the yeah. baseball stadium. The brewery was actually. In the stadium, yeah. Well, uh, or, or it's more adjacent to it because in, in meaning it was right next to it. Well, it's in the building. Same parking lot. Yeah. What was yeah. great about it is you didn't have to be going to a baseball game to go there. That's that's all I'm saying. Correct. You. Entered, it was, it was yeah, great that, it, right, yeah. the way that their entrance was separate from the entrance to the ballpark. So you could go there just to have a beer. Right. And it was great. And yeah, they, we all, they, we all they went there, there two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I went there a couple months before that when there wasn't even a ball game happening with my dad. Uh, but they unfortunately are no more. If you want to learn with more the, about it, uh, go ahead and go on uh, 
the evil twin website and they'll let you know how they feel about Mick Keller. Well, we've talked about that rivalry before. Are they, are they dancing on their grave? Um, well, Yepe, the, the, uh, the evil <laughs> twin uh, owner, the evil twin, of course, that's he, he, he had a very strong statement that he put out today. That was not very positive. Oh dear. Mikella. Oh, dear. Oh, I'm, I'm going to have to read that. I, uh, and well, I will get good beer. Can't deny that. Right. It's, it's, and, and that is on the brand of being the evil twin. Uh, rattle and hum. I would also want to say that, that, uh, I, I only went there once or twice, uh, but their other location near Port Authority called Beer Authority yeah. is still in operation. Still going, oh, good. Yeah. So neither one of these companies are out of business, but unfortunately these, uh, these satellites are no more. So raise a glass. Yes. Raise, raise a glass. glass. Which, which is a good reminder, though, that wherever you are in the country, support whoever is making alcohol or serving alcohol near you. Your local breweries, mm-hmm. distilleries, wineries, anybody out there who's making alcohol. Because honestly, we could all probably use a drink right now, uh, wherever you are, whatever side of this election you're on. And might as well support the little guy down the street who's doing it. Yeah, locals. Right yeah. 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 Uh, really, there's nothing. No, no better way to. To, yeah, there's no better way than to support support the the, the people. All, we're all struggling, and so we need to be there for each other. Mm-hmm. Well, kids, I think this might be our best episode yet. Well, definitely, yeah. I mean, See, we invite the Belgian Definitely, definitely our best over. episode with a guest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it started yeah. it started with a unified Beer Avengers. Belgian Babe, you're invited back anytime. Oh, <laughs> Absolutely. thank you. It means a lot to me to be the first guest. I, I appreciate that designation very much. Indeed. What do we have coming up uh, next time on the on the uh, Beer Avengers? We've got all kinds of things coming up. Uh, we have, uh, uh, you know, we're, we're going to do s- some some more themeless episodes. We have got a lot of guest Beer Avengers coming up, but uh, as it stands now, uh, we may have on our next one. It looks like we've got a visit from our friend Cider Girl. Oh my goodness! Ooh. I'm not going to describe that any further. But those of you who read the blog, and I know there's many of you. <laughs> Uh, the legion. Those of you, those of you who go all the way back to six years ago when we just had a blog and a Twitter profile, you know who Cider Girl is, um, and you'll be looking forward to meeting her. Now, Captain, uh, if if I need a beer vengers fix while the podcast isn't on, where can I go and find this glorious blog or connect with you on the internets? So, so once again, uh, the we are it's we're very easy to find on Twitter. And Instagram and on Facebook, just the yep. Beer Avengers. We're at the Beer Avengers on all three of those platforms. Uh, you can find us by searching the Beer Avengers on uh, Apple Podcasts. You can go to directly to our server, which is thebeervengers.podbean.com. Uh, and uh, did I leave anything out? Oh, I, I mean, I'd like to say it's everywhere you can, everywhere you get your podcasts, but I think we're, we, there might be a few places you get podcasts that we're not listed yet. I'm working on that. Okay. We're going to, uh, we are we working are. on that. Yeah. Uh, hopefully we'll be on Spotify within a couple more weeks, but. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Well, I, we, it's, it's, it, the, we'll talk about that uh, off, off the show. I love Spotify. Uh, a little more, uh, but yeah, but, but hopefully that, that will be happening very soon. Um, and also and, you, yeah. you can get to the podcast through our, our, uh, our, uh, blog as well. Yes. The blog, which is beer Avengers blog spot at dot wordpress.com. Uh, and that's where you, that has links to all of the episodes as well as all the wonderful, uh, poor shots that you've heard us describe that I know some, some of our listeners out there are disappointed. They can't watch them while we're, uh, 
while we're describing them, but that's why we put it on the blog. Gorgeous photography. That's really the only thing, until we had Belgian Babe on here, that's really the only thing on the podcast worth watching. (laughs) (laughs) Not wrong. I don't know. I think the beer wonder is, he's he's dreamy. Hell yeah. I'm going to hope my head fits through the doorway tonight. (laughs) Okay, so uh, I think, unless anyone else has any other things they think are important to talk about, uh, aside from Please listen to my origin story because right now it's uh, it's the least downloaded of all of them, and I'm <laughs> feeling a little insecure about that. Uh, it's episode two, if I'm not mistaken. It's episode two. It's a good um, one too. Well, thanks. Um, and uh, all right, Huck, go ahead and play us out. All right, thanks, guys, for a great podcast. All right. Well, we're the beer, 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 beer bingers, beer, 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 beer bingers, beer, 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 beer bingers. We're the Beer Avengers. <laughs>